This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Shamila. And it's time now for Popi Popi Parliament, where we bring you highlights from the Day One Rakyat. So we first head to a discussion on food wastage, which came from a question by Kamaman MP Che Alias Hamid. So he wanted to know the government's plan on formulating an act to tackle this issue, saying that it was increasing every year. Minister of Housing and Local Government, Datuk Sri Rizal Marika Naina, said that the government was reviewing Act 672, which covers solid waste and cleansing management uh, to transition from a solid waste management system in a linear economy to a cyclical one. However, currently the Act did not cover all food manufacturing sectors uh, and it would only involve seven states. KPKT sedang dalam tindakan melaksanakan semakan terhadap Akta 672. Bagi mengukuhkan elemen ekonomi kitaran secara keseluruhan dan untuk maklumat penguatkuasaan Akta 67 ketika ini telah mencakupi semua jenis sisa pepejal terkawal termasuklah sisa makanan namun pelaksanaan Akta ini adalah hanya terhad kepada sektor isi rumah dan industri komersial dan institusi serta sektor pembinaan di negeri-negeri yang hanya menerima pakai Akta 672 sahaja Namun tidak merentasi ke semua sektor pembuatan makanan atau industri makanan secara keseluruhannya serta hanya melibatkan sebanyak tujuh negeri sahaja. He went on to say that the government was currently collaborating with the Japanese Environment Ministry to develop new guidelines to ensure a more systematic and comprehensive implementation of waste management, though there hasn't been a set timeline for this. He also talked about several initiatives by the government in addressing food wastage in different sectors. Here he is. KPKT juga komited melaksanakan inisiatif-inisiatif bagi memantapkan pengurusan sisa pemakanan seperti berikut. Menganggotai Regional Working Group yang dianjurkan oleh United Nations Environment Programme, UNEP, bermula 2021 bagi membangunkan Food Waste Index untuk mensasarkan penurunan sisa makanan di premis kediaman serta penyediaan makanan dan perucutan. Kedua, membangunkan tiga garis panduan berkaitan pengurusan sisa makanan Iaitulah garis, makan, garis panduan pengendalian rawatan dan pengurusan sisa makanan di, pun, di punca. Garis panduan pengurusan sisa makanan di punca di peringkat industri, komersial dan institusi. Serta garis panduan rawatan di sisa makanan di punca di peringkat komersial dan juga institusi. Meneroka dan yang terakhirnya dalam itu meneroka potensi pelaksanaan kaedah rawatan sisa di punca ataupun treatment exhaust seperti anaerobic digester dan machine compost yang mana penggunaan teknologi-teknologi yang ini mampu untuk merawat sisa makanan di peringkat punca. <coughs> Selain daripada itu, KPKT melalui SW Corp juga melaksanakan kempen kesedaran melalui communication, education dan public awareness. Kempen hargai makanan elak pembaziran yang menumpukan empat perayaan utama. Kempen inisiatif komuniti sisa ataupun COSIS di perumahan-perumahan PPR yang menggalakkan aktiviti kita semula di samping memberi ganjaran kepada penduduk PPR yang menghantar sisa kita semula dan sisa makanan yang telah diasingkan dan yang terakhirnya adalah penyediaan bahan promosi pendidikan dan kesedaran melalui penerbitan risalah dan e-poster. 
That was Minister of Housing and Local Government, Datuk Sri Rizal Marika Naina, talking basically about the issue of food waste. Um, we'd like to know, and this is always interesting, we always get some pretty great tips when we open it up. What do you do to encourage less food waste in your household or in your own personal consumption? You can let us know by calling 7733 2900 WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. And then a discussion on the Tioman Island Airport project. This was kicked off by Suraman MP Anthony Lok, who asked the government whether the airport had received approval from the government and had met com- and had met competitive and environmental criteria. So a little bit of background on this, right? Because in June 2018, Bajaya Group announced that they were planning to build a 1.2 billion ringgit airport on the island, but activist groups warned of environmental damage that the project would cause. In response, uh, Transport Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Wee Kasiong said that no approval Approval had been given for the establishment of this airport and the final approval was also dependent on the completion of the National Airport's Strategic Plan Study, which began in March this year. Dalam hubungan ini, cadangan pembinaan lapangan terbang Pulau Tioman yang baru juga adalah tertakluk kepada hasil kajian Pelan Strategik Lapangan Terbang Kebangsaan atau NASP yang telah bermula pada March 2022 lalu. Kajian ini akan mengambil masa selama 18 bulan untuk disiapkan dan meliputi kesemua 42 lapangan terbang sedia ada termasuk cadangan pembinaan lapangan-lapangan terbang baru. Kajian ini antara lainnya akan turut meneriti sama ada cadangan projek tersebut berdaya saing atau tidak. That was Transport Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Wee Kasiong. On whether it had met environmental criteria, the minister said that it is currently being studied by the Department of Environment. Let us know, what do you think of the plans for this new Tioman Airport? Um, what sort of environmental assessment would you like to see? You can call 777 WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Next, um, the MPs moved on to a discussion on beauty, which oddly enough um, isn't the first time in this sitting that the question of cosmetics and aesthetics mm-hmm. has come up. Um, so Tuaran MP, Dr. Sri Wilfred Madia Stangau, asked whether the government wants to recognise the Association of International Certified Aestheticians or AICA to regulate the beauty industry in the country. So Deputy Minister of Domestic Trade and Consumer Affairs, Dr. Rosal Wahid, said that the government was currently reviewing and improving the beauty industry guidelines that was issued in 2013. And he said that several engagement sessions had been held with industry players and the health ministry, including AICA. He went on to say that they encouraged the beauty industry to develop uh, or to move towards self-regulation and that the government was in discussion with the health ministry to make sure that this industry would not have any negative effects on consumers. Kementerian juga menggalakkan industri kecantikan untuk berkembang ke arah self-regulated selaras dengan pelan hala tuju kemudian perdagangan dalam negeri dan hewan pengguna 2022 hingga 2025 walaupun begitu memandangkan industri ini melibatkan prosedur dan aktiviti yang berkaitan dengan keselamatan pengguna seperti rawatan invasif serta bukan invasif kementerian akan Dah telah mengadakan perbincangan lanjut bersama KKM dan juga uh, badan-badan yang berkaitan untuk mencari keadaan terbaik dalam mengawal industri kecantikan ini. Tuan dan Pertua, sememangnya semua manusia ini mahu kecantikan, mahu sihat dan mahu bahagia. Antara itu, uh, kita bukan sahaja berbincang dengan AIKA, 
Kita juga berbincang dan dikomandakan lebat urus dengan PIKM, Satuan Industri Kreatikan Malaysia untuk memastikan apa yang akan kita rancang ini tidak memberi sesuatu yang buruk kepada pengguna. He also said that the government was aware of issues related to the beauty industry and that they were planning for more regulation. Sehingga 2022, eh, kita dah menerima sebanyak 661 kes yang berkaitan dengan hal-hal kecantikan ataupun hal-hal yang berkaitan dengan uh, estetik ini. Jadi kita dalam rekod kita, tuntutan berkaitan dengan estetik ini adalah tuntutan kelima tertinggi di tuntutan tribuna pengguna. Jadi kita sedang merancang untuk nak meregulik perkara ini supaya pengguna terbela dan perniagaan ini tidak terjejas. That was Deputy Minister of Domestic Trade and Consumer Affairs, Datuk Rosal Wahid. Let us know, do you have thoughts on our beauty or rather our cosmetics industry and especially the arena of regulation or lack thereof in which our players currently operate? Let us know. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio. Moving on, Bagan MP Lim Guan Eng asked Deputy Minister of National Unity, Wan Ahmad Faisal, on his stance towards MPs, um, MPs essentially commenting on practices of non-Muslims, such as with Bon Odori or Oktoberfest. So, in case you missed it, he was alluding to what happened last week uh, when the Minister of Religions, Religious Affairs, Dato Idris Ahmad, said that Oktoberfest shouldn't be held openly, saying that it would affect the social harmony, order and security of society. He had also previously called for a stop to the Bonodori Festival. So Faisal replied to this by saying that Idris wasn't wrong to express this and that we should respect each other's views. Here he is. Uh, yang berhormat uh, Bagan, terima kasih atas soalan walaupun uh, soalan itu ditujukan kepada uh, Yang Muhammad Senator Menteri Agama. Tapi saya mungkin boleh menjawab sebagai seorang Muslim. Yeah, dan saya lihat dalam rukun negara kita ada satu frasa kesopanan dan kesusilaan dan saya fikir sebarang perbezaan dari segi kefahaman budaya dan agama contohnya Bon Odori dan juga Oktoberfest yang sebenarnya bukanlah indigenous ya bukannya sebagian daripada budaya masyarakat kita asalnya dan kalaupun kita ada perbezaan seperti itu dan menteri telah menyatakan pandangan beliau saya rasa kita perlu hormat pandangan masing-masing dan cumanya kita tidak menggunakan undang-undang untuk menyekat dari segi kebebasan mana-mana pihak untuk mengamalkan budaya mereka. Jadi dalam hal ini saya fikir uh, tiada salahnya Menteri Agama mengatakan begitu sebagai seorang Muslim dan sebagai seorang yang menjaga otoriti agama. Jadi ini pandangan yang saya boleh berikan. Terima kasih. That was Deputy Minister of National Unity One Ahmad Faisal. Uh, let us know what did you make of this reaction to a reaction about a bunch of festivals. Uh, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Next, during a discussion, um, during a discussion, Jelutong MP RSN Ryer asked about some of the concerns of uh, risks from booster shots that has been circulating on social media and what efforts the government was making to convince people to get the second booster dose. To this, Deputy Health Minister Datuk Dr. Noor Azmi Ghazali said that the nature of vaccines meant that they did have waning effects and that the dangers of different variants had to be taken into consideration. Here he is. Yang pertamanya, Kenapa kita bagi penggalak? Why actually why do we give uh, booster dose? Karena sifat uh, vaksin ini dan imunitinya akan menurun. Semua vaksin daripada dulu lagi kita buat hepatitis 
Lahir kita buat, kemudian kita buat umur sebulan dan lepas itu kita ada lagi booster dose. Sepatutnya kita di sini pun yang sudah ambil hepatitis, we should check for the antibody level. Kalau dia bawah pada certain level, kita kena ambil booster dose. Itu sepatutnya. Jadi sifat vaksin memang ada waning period. Dia ada waning period dan TWG telah mengatakan dalam tempoh 4 hingga 6 bulan akan turun. Jadi oleh sebab turun ini, pertama kita perlukan vaksin. Kita perlukan booster dose. Dan yang keduanya disebabkan varian-varian baru mari hari ini. Kita tahu kita sekarang Omicron tak serius sangat tapi menular dengan dengan lebih hebat. So BM4, BM5 dah ada di Malaysia sekarang ini dan kes-kes telah naik sekarang ini, kemasukan ke hospital telah naik sekarang ini, penggunaan ventilator dan ICU naik sekarang ini. Jadi kebimbangan ini menyebabkan kita perlu ambil second booster. Especially terutamanya Tansizpiga, mereka yang berumur 60 tahun ke atas, banyak di sini ni dan juga yang ada comorbid. Itu penting sekali. That was Deputy Health Minister Datuk Dr. Noor Azmi Ghazali. And that is it for today's Popit Popit Parliament. Some of the issues we looked at that we'd like to hear from you on. Um, what do you do to address food wastage? Because we talked about um, Act 672. That's on a policy level. What do you do in your homes? Um, we also discussed plans for the new Tioman Airport, which haven't been approved yet. Our beauty industry, how to improve it, whether it needs tighter regulation. This is to do with uh, aesthetics, cosmetics, things like that. And also addressing concerns of... Of, uh, booster shot risks let us know um, weigh in on any and all you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. whatsapp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio Thank you for listening to this podcast to find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes BFM 89.9 The Business Station